2015. Oh, la- oh, I'll say it on air. I watched last episode. Okay. All right. All right. She seems hot about it. All no, right. no. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Brad, you got your all your sound bites in order now? Oh, so here's the thing. Well, I'll tell you in a second. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Just start the show. My name is the Bo Brad Gilmore, and welcome to the only show that matters. Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown! Of course. My name is Brad Gilmore, which you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. And guess what? My, I switched soundboards at some point. Uh-huh. To the one at Reality Wrestling and mine, so I don't have our usual sound drops. This is a trend. Oh, I have something. All right, so I'm going to introduce Steph first. Joined... Well, joining us this week, after taking a siesta for her Feliz Cumpleaños, it is Cesar Brock. I'm sorry I had no internet. <laughs> Listen, I was just about to say I watched y'all show. I'm so proud to be a part of a show where two people are so talented, but I take it all back. God dang it, Brad. You just had to ruin it, you know? Take it all back. You oh, know, Frank, ruin it. Frankie, you're so good. Thanks. All right. I'll take that. Brad, you can <laughs> no, ponder. I appreciate that. Um, happy St. <laughs> Day out there to everybody. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, man. They're going to cancel us for sure Kiss now. Me, I'm Irish. I am Irish, though. Like, legit uh, like Irish. percentage-wise. Percentage-wise. So my great-grandparents immigrated here from Ireland. Okay. More specifically, Alabama, which just seems like an odd spot to land, uh, like from Ireland, Alabama. Yeah. It also sounds like a great movie title. From Ireland, oh. Alabama? From Ireland, Alabama. That's a rom-com if I ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's straight to be no D. Hey, 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 somebody's making money. Um, <laughs> and I'm also joined, so Frank, I don't have your normal drop. This ought to so be I, I did have something right before the show. You could just do the horn. Like it was, oh, so this hard. is Frankie Numbers Janish. There we go. Uh, I don't even know. Wow, Brad, you really shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) What? I had about thirty seconds to make something. God, yo, did you make that, Brad? Yes. Of I'm course. dead. Of course. Wow. Of course. Uh, wait, were you like this? Like, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's in the he's in a musical in the back alley before a knife fight. <laughs> I was really into it. Yeah, this is the new West Side Story. <laughs> Frankie numbers. It's a rundown oh. story. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. There Frank, how you have it. There it is. How are you? Um, I'm all over the place right now. Specifically, I'm just I don't even know what to do. 
Um, uh, it's been a up and down week, and right now, I don't even know if I'm up or down at this point. So, well, just, say it uh, for service. I yeah. am getting shorter. Welcome to the luck of the Irish. Okay, yeah, I know that I'm down now after that. Yes, I'm in a down. After May Wetters. All right, we're going to be talking about all things movie trivia showdown related, of course. Uh, we just had St. Patty's Day this week, and I'm very festive when it comes to my Irish holiday, although I'm Clearly. not a drinker of any kind. Um, yeah. I, do, I do go above and beyond with the green. Uh, Steph, you've kind of got like an aquamarine thing going on. Right. Yeah, like there was know. definitely green needed to make the blue. Mm-hmm. So, also green's my favorite color, so I'm always repping it. There you go. And that's the start and finish of my Irish descent, which is zero <laughs> percent. <laughs> Frank, there's no you. You have Polish and Mexican, right? There's that no is Irish. correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I heard so. you ask if he was Italian. Yeah. People. Kaiser thought for a long time. I think You're an Italian? Italian. I'm not an Italian. Italian. You're an <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Are you Irish? <laughs> oh man. Hey man, but really, but really, that potato famine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. While we're about to have some fun, we cannot persist without acknowledging that there was years, or maybe it was months, I'm not sure, I I haven't read history books in a while, that people didn't have potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) There's a real-life potato famine, all right? Okay. Okay. Know your your history. I have a little gold here. Little gold. It's my lucky charm. All right. All right, I'm sorry. We're all for real. <laughs> We're going to get right back on it. Guys, we have two incredible guests joining us this week on the Schmodown Rundown. Uh, we have the man who is now the number one contender for the Movie Trivia Schmodown Singles Championship, Sam I Am Levine, and his opponent for next week, the champ, Marisol McKee, Lady Justice herself. Um, They're going to be facing off here in an interview here later on in the show. I'm really excited to get to that. We have to talk about Sam's match. A lot of interesting moments. Frankie boy, where do we start? Where do we start this week? Um, let's let's just start off with the first match we got between the Harris brothers and the movement with oh. uh, JT and Paul Preston or T-H-E. T-H-E. Right, right. Yes. Paul Preston. Yes, T-H-E, Paul Preston. Now, first thing we have to say, the drip was sensational. Um, Sens- it it looks for, for like, Paul or for JTE, the oh. whole squad. You think so? Yes. Squad. I mean, I thought. I mean, okay, but if you, if you have the, if you had to pick either one, who 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 did it? Who pulled um, it off better? It's Paul so tough because Paul had the the red look, which was very spicy in the best way. Yes. But the cane that mm. was then used as a dancing prop, yeah, is an unbelievable fashion touch. <laughs> I mean, I gotta give it to Paul though. I think. I mean, the whole leather jacket. The, yeah. I mean, he. Well, he. It looks like he's worn that before outside of the studio, and he and he was pulling it off. Well, they they both gave me Colin Farrell vibes, and I'm not saying like Colin Farrell and the Penguin. I'm saying Colin Farrell in the Gentleman was oh. JTE, right? With the kind of the the look uh-huh. that he had going. Okay. And 
Paul Preston was Colin Farrell in Miami Vice. I was getting more American Hustle. American Hustle is a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Paul. And yeah. then I think for JTE, he was like one of those cronies in The Departed. That's what he reminded me of. Like one of the Mark's lower. Best line was that they went into the garage sale of Flavor Flav. <laughs> yes, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Or garage sale reject was that the line? I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was really good. It was the really Departed good. is a great movie. But then I mean, we had Lon and John. Yep. And they were just themselves. So what, just... do we think, what do we think about Lon Harris having no memory of being the delinquent or the professor? That tracks, actually. I think, how could, why, like, once you're done with that phase of your life, there's no way anyone could have the brain capacity to remember all of that. Like, it's got to go, it's got to evaporate somewhere to bring back the normal persona that, that is Lon Harris. Yeah, Edna Mode says, you can't look back in the past, darling. You have to look forward. That's what Lon Harris did. And that is the best Edna Mode impression you will ever hear. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first one I've ever heard, actually. So yeah. I have no frame of reference. Definitely yeah. misquoted as well, but we're going to keep it pushing. I, I definitely would forget about my my old shticks. I do actually forget about my old shticks <laughs> if, I, if I'm moving forward into the future. So, I, But I loved seeing the, the brothers together. That's always yeah. fun. Like the Schmodown community is such a family thing, but not always by blood. So when it is, it's even more special. And I, I feel like I don't know where they came from because they were they were not really prepared to have the match, which they said that they liked even post-match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even, even though they lost, they're like, yeah, this is great. This yeah. is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, so y'all are aware, you know, of some wrestling, and there's, you know, the wrestler Mick Foley, right. who famously had three different characters that he portrayed in WWF. He had Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind, right? right. And Those are he incredible had names. All, all great. Truly. He had this great promo where he was all three characters in the promo. Yeah. He was sitting down. And Dude Love and Mankind were talking to each other. And they were talking about the Cactus Jack. The it was like a Smeagol thing going on, right. like in Lord of the Rings then, kind of deal. Then Cactus Jack comes into the frame, and you see all three of them in the frame. But it's all three of the same guy. They need to do that with Lon Harris. Yes. Where he's the professor they do. talking to the delinquent. And then the oh my new God. Lon comes out and makes his entrance, uh, his grand entrance into the movie trivia Schmodown proper. Look, first match, can we do this? I think everyone would be on board. If you've seen the promo, you know what I'm talking about. Um, do you like, I'm going to start with you, Steph, the spontaneity that is Friday Night Titans? How we didn't have this match you know, ahead of time. We knew that we were going to get Sam and Barbarian. We knew it because we talked about it last week. We did not know we were going to get this. Did you like how these things can just kind of set themselves up? Hell yes, because I think that it's I know that if you're a player, you'd probably want to prep for every match or most players would want to be able to prep as much as they can. But it makes the game so much more fun and exciting knowing that you, at any time it could be your time and you just have to be ready for it. And so it changes the entire nature of how players and competitors are going to have to prepare because they're always going to have to be prepared. Yeah, I think I th I love it. I really do. And I think, you know when you're trying to promote next week's Titans, you know, and you have Barbarian and Sam Levine, you know that's what you're going to get. And you're yeah. psyched to get that matchup. 
um, because it's a number one contender match, first of all. It's going to be high stakes. So you're already, you're already sold on that. You're going to tune in for that. And what I like about kind of the, the front half of Titans is, you know, you tune in to have some fun before you get thrown into this intense, you know, uh, competition between two elite players. And when we find out that we got the movement and you know, the Harris brothers are coming back to play a match, you know, that's that's just that's just fun. And again, that's kind of the MO of the Schmodown this season is to have fun. And so when you get matches like this, and not to mention, I think we got incredible play from from these teams um, yeah. So it kind of goes to yeah. Steph's point that you always got to be prepared, and and these four people were that day, you know, seemingly. And so I, I definitely enjoy not knowing the undercard or the first match, if you will, of Titans because um, for the most part, I think we're always going to know the main event of Titans. Like next week, it's a little bit different because it's pay per view. Uh, we know that whole that whole situation, but from week to week of regular Titans airing, uh, I think as long as we know the main event. I think you know the undercard is just uh, bonus for everyone. I I I would agree with that. I think that you know there were many a times, and this is kind of where the concept comes from, where you would watch uh, a, a pro wrestling show, and one guy starts talking crap, the next guy calls him out, and next thing you know, it's like get a referee down here. Yeah, we're having a match tonight. You know, and that's what we saw with these two teams. Um, when we get to the field of play, we haven't seen John Harris since season. He Set? played a digital match. He did. Okay. Uh, I don't remember 20, that. 20, 20, I think. I don't think it was 2021. I would have to. But it's been a while. And it's been a while, obviously, since the Harris brothers played yes. a match together. Um, once the, I think their last match was when they got bounced by Team Action in that tournament Fine. final where they just completely stunk up the bed. Um, and so, which is interesting, too, with this dynamic that, that was playing today because JTE used to be teammates with Lon, right? They were the... Um, Oh, evil genius, evil genius as well. Yes. I was going to say the evil odd couple of it. That's whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they have, and then remember Lon and JTE had played a a singles match against each other. Um, and so to have those three in the same, in the same room on the same match, although different dynamics, uh, especially with JTE with this whole get up and everything like that. Um, I thought it was just a very, it was a very fun match. Even at one point when JTE didn't know, a question he just wrote down i do not like jonathan harris and he spelled jonathan wrong it's just j-o-n <laughs> not j-o-h-n so it's just classic jde um and that first round was was a ton of fun the whole match was just uh, a real um it was well played and just again i keep using this word a lot fun and, and that's the only, the only way i can describe it um also classic jte moves here by butchering several names including <laughs> kenneth brano kenneth brano was another one yeah yeah that was what hilarious wasn't even close. Um, what did we think? How would though? you spell it, Brad? Brana? Well, he is one of my Irishmen. Oh, I do believe. Okay. He did a movie called Belfast. Uh, and Brana is spelled like it sounds. <laughs> it's uh, B-A. You better not copy the English. Already wrong. B-R-A. Brana. You know? B-R-A. In. A-U-G-H. Sure. Is that wrong? There's no you. But the only reason I knew that is because I Googled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's well, what it is. Here's the thing. You would never ask me to spell anything unless you knew, absolutely were sure of the spelling. Yeah. Right? Also, who am I to ask anyone to spell or pronounce a name? Because 
Ray Fiennes exists. Uh, <laughs> Ralph, in Ralph, what movie Ralph Phineas <laughs> and Ferb. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, by the way, we love Roxy Stryver. She did you so dirty that day. Just so dirty. Because when you said Ralph Fiennes, she was sitting there next to the float and she just starts busting out laughing and I yeah. catch eyes with her and I couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. I couldn't contain Did myself. Did you know? Ray Fines? Yeah. Okay. Can we I, move on? <laughs> yeah, we need to move on. Talk about the stats in this match, Frank. Yeah, as I said, it was a well-played match. The movement of JT and Paul Preston, uh, they went 26 out of 28 questions. Uh, the Harris brothers were 24 out of 28, so in the high 80s and low 90s for each respective team, respectively. Um, you know, that first round, both teams played a near-perfect first round uh, up until that ninth and 10th question where they both teams stumbled. Uh, so an 18-17 to 17 first round score, um, very impressive for debuting teams or re-debuting, if you will, with the Harris brothers. And then when you get into that second round, we got a wild card. It was Alien Invasion from the for the Harris brothers. It was on their second spin, so they couldn't spin away from it. And they get Alien Invasion, and they kill it. You know, they go perfect in that round, and that gave them a one-point edge over Paul and JTE, 27-26. But it was um, that three-pointer that Jonathan Harris got uh, and Denzel Washington that just could not uh, capitalize on that because they end up getting their five. And, and the movement, JT and Paul Preston, they get a pretty tough five, I think, um, uh, in the Morgan Freeman category there. Oblivion? I mean, that's a, a pretty – I thought that question was pretty difficult. There's not a whole lot there to go off of to pull that answer. Um, I barely remember that movie. I saw it once, and – all you can really remember is Tom Cruise, but I could not, for the life of me, remember Morgan Freeman would have possibly been in that movie. So I thought it was a really impressive pool uh, from JT and Paul Preston. Um, just incredible stuff there, and uh, we'll see what they can do in the future. We will. We will see what they can do in the future. Um, let me ask you this, though. In regard to Paul Preston, now they have a win here. It's great. Paul Preston is one of my favorite players ever in the history in the history of this show is I'm not joking I'm not laying it on thick I love watching him play he's a great character he's an entertaining guy um but always seems to come up on the short end of the stick yeah like every time every time when he's right there you think he's going to get the job then he doesn't and that's a series of unfortunate events for him yeah, yeah. is this what he needed did he need little evil i'm asking both of you to to finally be able to spread his mowings and find his way to great success in this game i given the fact that he came into this match in the team's division oh and six mm. he had really nowhere well, else to teams. turn <laughs> in teams in teams division. yeah uh you're right he had really nowhere else to turn. I mean, you might as well team up with a former team champion in JTE. So good on Adam Witt for putting that together, I guess, right? Uh, even though it seems like Adam Witt's kind of just shooting from the hip. and yeah, well, Okay, that's fine. But it worked out here. And so Paul Preston finally gets his first team win in six 
matches or seven matches now uh, in the team division. Is this what Paul Preston needed? I think it's what JTE needed more than what Paul needed. I think it was only a matter of time before because Paul has been playing at an exceptional level. In first round, especially in the first round, he's one he's one of the best first round players in the game. You just wouldn't know it based on his record. In singles, he's four and four, and like I said previously, he was zero and six in teams. Mm-hmm. With JTE, he's a great, great teammate, and um, he needs someone that can kill in round one. And I, I, I mean, sure, did Paul need JTE? Sure, I think so. But I think JTE needed Paul Preston more than Paul needed JTE. Just because Paul's been playing at a high level, and JT can be up and down, and no doubt he can pull some answers out of nowhere, and you just go, "That's incredible." But I think uh, this pairing could could possibly prove to be deadly um, going on later into the season. Absolutely. Um, well, look, we've actually talked about that match. We have another one to talk about. There's some also things that happen. Um, we know we have scheduled maintenance on Steph Sabra's internet in about ten minutes. Uh, or less. So, um, scheduled maintenance. We understand it happens to the best of to the best of us. Um, so let's talk about some of the scenes that we saw. Yeah, uh, yes. we did see, and and obviously, I want to talk to Marisol about this. Um, but we did see Marisol, Adam, Winston, Shannon. A lot of emotions here. A lot of interesting. Uh, things occurred within that scene that we should discuss. Steph, uh, what what was your first assessment of that? There was a lot going on, like mm-hmm. so many different angles happening, and I didn't know what was going to happen. But I will say that it's a completely different side of Shannon that at least I've seen in terms of how she's interacting with other managers, especially because she's to her credit, so loyal, so fiercely loyal for her, for her squad. And she loves Adam Collins. And that was very real and palpable and clear. And she was devastated by not being able to have him. And then what I thought was going to happen is that Winston getting his butt beat, (laughs) but (laughs) what instead happened was a really, sweet and respectful exchange and i don't know if that's going to continue but i know that shannon and winston go head to head quite a bit and it seems like tides are turning in multiple ways so i don't know where it's going to lead but it was kind of a beautiful thing to see in a weird way in a weird sad way Mm -hmm. weird sad way weird sad way yes we almost saw frank and agree agree with me or not and steph kind of touched on it here but an interesting reaction from Shannon. I didn't I didn't really see her reacting this way. Yeah. This took me by surprise, complete surprise. I I was like what am I watching? What what is because this does not look like the Shannon of old, which is I guess to say the Shannon of the digital era. Um maybe, you know, um face-to-face interactions has softened up Shannon a bit, but I honestly the, when I was thinking about it, I'm like how is this you know where is this all this coming from? And my only way to kind of make it make sense is the influence of one Marisol McKee. I think. I think wow. because while she was you know a ride or die with Shannon, she was never and she never had to be you know 
kind of this bombastic, you know, in your face, you know, spitting fire at whoever she's playing up against. That was kind of Shannon's role. And I think you kind of look at it more of a, a motherly protective type of role that Shannon was playing towards Marisol when she was going into these big matches. And I think probably in this off season and, and having to shrink down the fashion size, right. By 50% and then having a miscalculated move with Adam Collins, you know, I think Shannon, Look, I know, I know, Mike Kalinowski is, you know, um, you know, they're together, but I think there might even be a stronger bond in some sense with Shannon and Marisol, and I think it might have influenced Shannon in a way that I, you, or maybe anybody else out there could not have seen coming, um, because to see Shannon react that way and to offer a handshake to Winston. And to, and and to say to take care of my boy, I was like, "What is happening here? Like this doesn't track." And so that's the only way I can make it make sense is the influence of Marisol McKee. And why not? I mean, she's champion of the world, yes. and you know, with that, you know, it comes a lot of respect. And exactly. And so I think it was it was very interesting to watch, and I'm really curious how this Adam Collins thing um, affects corruption as a whole. How do you think it will? I wish I knew, Steph. I really, I mean, because it could go one of two ways, I think. And one of them is Shannon starts down a war path of, all right, it's us against everybody, us against the world. You know, Adam, you know, maybe right now she seems um, somber about the decision, but I don't know what we'll see next week. You know, maybe she's yeah. maybe she's pissed off. Maybe she's had time to sit with it, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm after blood. I'm like Adam Collins wants to jump ship. All right, I'm gonna you know go after him. I don't know that's gonna happen based on her words that we saw. Um, and then I guess the other way is to kind of continue uh, on a more of a a straight edge path, if you will. I guess it's hard to say. I really I really don't know. I'm very I've, I was very thrown by everything I saw. It was interesting indeed. The weeks will play on, and hopefully the story plays out more and comes into focus as we can figure out what everyone's thinking, feeling, and going to do about it. Uh, there is some scheduled internet maintenance that needs to take place here before we talk about our next match. But before we get there, uh, or, or before we talk about the next match and have to let Miss Steph Sabraw go, allow us to go to a quick commercial break. If you want to get a book from a great Irishman, like me, the boat Brad Gilmore, oh, it takes an Irishman to know a great Irishman. And Pierce Brosnan was a great Irishman. And he was also James Bond. And you can get all the information in my book, Bond, James Bond, exploring the shaken and stirred history of Shiver Me Timbers. Available wherever books are sold. And we're back here on the Schmodown Rundown. Uh, we have another match to discuss. Uh, Frank, we just uh, we we were just talking to Steph about it. This is the match that we were all waiting on. Sam, I am Levine. Yeah, yeah. The Bulgarian um, and Elvis. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What were you gonna say? No. Yeah, yeah. It was just a uh, big match. I'm sorry. I'm just like recalling what we watched there and uh, big match, big match, big match, big match, big match, big results. Big yeah. results. Yeah. You know, there were some results. In the... You know, I didn't. Damn one. <laughs> I don't. I didn't want to. 
Uh, I thought about it in the beginning of the show when you were doing your Irish accent. I was like an Irish, and I was like, "Get out of your brain, Frank." Can we, do, brain. I, can we do Irish Adam Sandler? I didn't. I thought about it, and I don't want to go down that road. I don't. I don't even know how but you do that. I don't even. I don't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. I don't, there's a. I don't know how you do. It. I don't. Yeah, just not even. Somebody out there, who's talented, uh, send us a video of you doing an Irish Adam Sandler impression and tweet it to us yeah. at Brad Gilmore at Frankie J twenty nine at SD. If you're if you're into internet shaming, do that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. If you can do an Irish Adam Sandler, I will send you a. If, if it's if it's anywhere near accurate, you will get a book. Honestly. Give it to them if they post it on that's Twitter true. because that's public. Like, I would give I would give it to them just for that because it's gonna be awful. Oh, you know, laddie. Oh, you know, laddie. Um, Elvis, barbarian. Yeah. Sam Levine. I'll be honest with you. I I know Sam Levine's a great player. I wasn't I wasn't putting my money on him. Like I and I know the stats say what it is, and I I'm not saying I was betting uh, with a. Uh, the barbarian. I just wasn't. I just wasn't confident that after that four-year layoff, Sam could be as good as he was. But you know who he is. He is the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels went out with the back injury at the Royal Rumble in '98. He came back in '02 and outworked everybody on the roster. Sam Levine is Shawn Michaels of the movie trivia showdown. Did you see this match playing out? The way that it did, and even before we get to that, how was it having all these exclusive interviews on the show? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the one with Gucci and Barbarian, that one was, um, that one that one left me scarred. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and I thought sick for a little bit actually after that sock. After I touched that sock, I went to urgent care, and I got a tetanus shot because you just don't know with, with someone like Gucci where that sock has been. I, I don't care how vintage it is. It's actually even worse that it's vintage. Um, it's I was scared. For, I was scared for my life for, for for a few hours until I got that shot, Brad. Well, not gonna lie. you getting sick mm-hmm. from uh, handling a sock from Bobby Gucci is something that I could see coming from a mile away. There, <laughs> at least once a show. It has to happen once a show. At this I point, have to, I have to get at it this in. point. Yeah, press uh, And then, and then look. Sam walking through those doors, you know I had to be there for that moment. I had to I had to catch that moment and watching him, you know, enter into the building that day for his first match back in four years. Uh it was just very exciting to be around someone like that with his prestige and his legacy in the Schmodown. And to be one of the first people to welcome him back and, and to see him play uh, his first match play his first match back and so um it, it it's and you know we still haven't gotten word how this American contender match really went down, but he assures me, us, that it's all in the up and up and whatnot. And so, all right, okay. But yeah, uh, yeah something's weird there. I don't know. It's it's I don't I, honestly. If it was anybody else, I might be a little more. Hey, what what's I'd probably dig into that. But it's Sam Levine, and, and what's there to, what's there to what's there to worry about? What is there to worry about? Yeah, what is there? <laughs> Sam Levine, he is on the up and up. Yeah. Did you think the barbs being thrown, and I'm not talking about the Phantom Nicki Minaj, of course. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the the shots at Sam Levine. Were they were they uncalled for? Um, 
were they uncalled for? I will say no. They weren't uncalled for. I I think uh, when you're in a match like that, um, you got to try and, you know, throw the Inglorious One off the scent of perfect first rounds and perfect games somehow. Um, Barbarian was going up against um, a tidal wave at that point. Um, And to get that uh that steal in the second round huge right you know and barbarian i mean that's part of the the gamble you take when you play someone like sam levine and not not just his movie trivia prowess but his wit on top of that his um, wit, uh, barbarian i thought you know gonna poke some holes in sam levine's game today and he's looking for a miracle but sam had an opportunity to fire back and used uh, that barb that was thrown at him against Barbarian himself, right? The Miracle Line. So, um, and 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 then Sam proceeds to go perfect in the match. 20 of 20 uh, with that one steal, 100% accurate. Uh, he was kind of bummed that he had to check down to multiple choice, right? Uh, on, on that second round question, which cost him a perfect, perfect game. P-P. Perfect PPE. And e. So, um, but Barbarian... Still played a very strong game, no doubt about it, with 16 of 18. Uh, missing two questions. Usually will win you a match in a three-round game, right? It but will, when your opponent is perfect, mm-hmm. or near perfect, right, uh, right in terms of points um, in terms of points earned, uh, it's you need to go perfect-er, if that's a word. Perfect-er? More perfect? I, yeah, you could say it that way too. A more perfect union, right? I think that's what. I think that's what they say. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to help you out. Yeah, well. Try um, harder. Frank. <laughs> try harder. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, next week we're going to see Marisol McKee take on yeah. the man that we just discussed, Sam. I am Levine, the man who almost had perfect. And I feel like there's no better time than the present, as they say, to talk to both the champion and the challenger right now. Hey, Steph, come back here. Come back here, Steph. And we are joined by both competitors who will be doing battle in the Schmodown Arena uh, for the singles championship here in the movie trivia Schmodown. We are joined by the challenger, Mr. Sam Levine. Sam, how are you? I'm all right, Brad. How about how are you? I'm well. Good to see you again on the show. And joining us for the first time this season on the Schmodown Rundown, the current Movie Trivia Schmodown Singles Champion of the World, Marisol McKee. Lady Justice is in the building. Marisol, how are you? I'm feeling pretty spectacular, gotta admit. <laughs> oh, I love the I love the word choice there. Love the word choice. And and guys, I'll be honest with you, I love this is the match. Never did I think coming into the reboot season. This would be our first singles championship match between Marisol McKee, who set the world on fire last year, who solidified her place as one of the greatest to ever do this game, battling another person who shares that moniker in Sam Levine. Let's let's, let's start, though, with, with you, Marisol. How does it feel going into your first defense, and what have you thought of the season thus far? Um, I am – I'm so amped this this – off season could not have felt longer. I am so ready to get back in there. Um, I, 
I can't wait to just get into the studio. Everything that I've seen so far, everything that you guys have seen so far has been has been just spectacular. And and I want to be against that 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 sexy fuchsia aqua background. I, <laughs> I'm ready to see that bring out the best of my abilities. Um, I could not be more excited. Uh, I've been I've been itching. I've been watching more movies than I ever thought. Now that I have free time, now that I didn't have any matches, you know, looming, I feel like I've watched more movies than I could even keep track of. Um, I'm really psyched. Well, that sounds like good news for Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By the way, I hate to correct you. I believe this is her third defense. First of the season. First First of the season. Third of the season. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Um, Well, Sam already challenging. uh, Yeah, I love that. By the way, it's not lost on me. It's not like I've been following the numbers or anything. Ha, 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 ha. Um, Yeah. No, I feel great, too. You, You try a long off season, try four long years off season. No, that's your fault. It's felt like an eternity <laughs> since I played. I wasn't sure words would come out of my mouth the correct way against uh, the Barbarian, and I'm very glad that they did. Uh, but that will fail me, I'm sure, my next attempt. I mean, going going into that match, though, real quick, Sam, with the Barbarian, you're standing there at the desk. He's there doing things, or they are there, uh, Barbarian and Elvis, of course, right. um, doing things that they normally do, taunting uh, you, taking... Uh, low blows, if you will. Uh, how, what was going on in your mind right before the first question was read? Were you like, am I really doing this again? You know, um, I I definitely felt right up uh, until and your winner is like I'd made a horrible mistake. Um, you know, but uh, I, there, there was just, there, there, it was one of those weird moments where you feel like you're in a dream, but you know it's reality. Like, I really thought my playing days were behind me. And then I I couldn't tell you in that moment right before the match started exactly what series of events led me to be there. But nevertheless, there I was. Uh, so I was just trying to keep my head on straight. And what Barbarian and Elvis were doing was really... I, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. Because they're going to do whatever the Finn clown exchange likes to do. Um, So I was just focused on playing my own best possible game because, you know, I didn't want to embarrass myself. Uh, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want to have a poor showing that that was really, I, I, I don't want to say I wasn't concerned with winning or losing. Like my goal was just, am I still able to be in the ring? And I, sure. I feel like I was. The result was secondary. Marisol, uh, I think it's kind of clear that that you know he he belongs here in this league given his performance. Um, how do you prepare for someone who's been away from the game for so long, where the game has evolved and changed? You look at his one match against Barbarian in this current state of the Schmodown. Uh, is that all you need to know, or does his previous performances inform how you might prepare for your opponent right here? I mean, I do, I approach it the same way. I've always talked. I've been pretty consistent in how um, Lady Justice has approached all her opponents. Um, and that playing against Sam is no exception. Um, I'm not shocked at all that Sam didn't miss a beat um, since being uh, one of the top competitors we've ever seen when he left the league um, those years ago. Um, and I don't take any of that for granted. Um, so, I just prepare for 
the player, I know that we all get stronger every day, whether we're actively playing the Schmodown or not, because we all love film and that never goes away. And that is nurtured and, 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 and we improve upon that every day. Like I said, whether we're, we're an active competitor or not. Um, and that's the mentality that I have going against, uh, going against Sam. I'm not surprised that he is coming, uh, kicking the doors down. Um, and by being not surprised, it means that I'm also already ready for it. So mm. I think you have well, to speak for yourself there, Lady Justice. My brain has been actively deleting files <laughs> for four straight years. <laughs> well, then I, well, then I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Sam, in your interview, post-interview with Jen, when she asked why you came back, you said you really didn't know other than Christian on you about coming back but you you obviously have been involved in the league as a manager last season and you had to have known about marisol because i don't know who couldn't know about marisol because she's that fierce so but were was any part of you thinking when you did decide that you were going to come back like okay i gotta prepare because marisol's the top dog um, yeah, I can't imagine how large the rock you'd have to be living under would be to, to not know <laughs> about what she has done in this league. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I wasn't sure how the chairman would set it up for me to return. I wasn't sure if I would have to start from square one, if, uh, I would be, you know, uh, in a position to have to win one match and then get a number one contender, but the chairman in his infinite wisdom, uh, you know, decided be- because of the way I stopped playing with the belt, the singles belt, um, that it was in the interest of fairness, I could come back and, and play a contender match. And so, you know, after I won that, I, it, that's sort of when it, it sunk in that that meant I would be playing, uh, the legendary Marisol McKee Lady Justice. And I, it's, it's been, I've I've gone through a lot of the different emotions in trying to, you know, figure out how to approach that. Um, but yeah, there's I I've not missed a match uh, because I was managing because you know I'm a fan of the league, and it's terrifying to think uh, that I would I'm going to be not just playing a match against her but playing a match against her for the belt. So um, I I again I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being easy on myself, but my goal is just to not embarrass myself. Just to anyone watching the match go, I guess I guess he, he could still play. If I can hit that bar, I'm fine. I'll be just fine. 100%. Um, there have been also some rule changes, obviously, this season. And Marisol, we haven't gotten to talk to you about it. What are your feelings going into this match? You know, there's wild card rules out there in, in round two and so forth. What is your what is your feelings on that? And and you know your thoughts kind of having to deal with that going into your match. You know, the craziest thing is that it's actually kind of liberating. Um, it actually, in a really weird way, takes a lot of the pressure off, um, which is some of the beauty and just one of the things I know other players have gotten a taste of it. But especially a player like myself coming out of the digital age, I'm being born in the digital age, is really excited for this 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 raw, more kind of shooting from the hip chance to really show what we've got. Um, I am I'm thrilled. I hope I land on a wild card slice. I'll take it that far. Whoa. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think there's a misconception of of 
people who prepare thoroughly, which I'm certainly a player who, I love this, I'm gonna take it seriously, I'm gonna prepare thoroughly for it. Um, but there's also um, a misconception that, you know, that everything needs to be pre preordained or, or if, if, if I'm expecting something to, something needs to go exactly the way I expect it in order for, for me to feel like I have the best chance or something like that, or that's where my comfort zone is. I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but for me, I, I love so much of this and I love competing and I love just answering questions about movies in general and, and finding exciting new things to discover in film that this whole new format, all, all these new rules and these things that are getting thrown out the wild card in particular is, is exciting. It's thrilling. Um, and it's just another challenge um, for somebody as hungry as I am. Um, and I say bring it on. Like I said, I hope I hit that damn thing. Marisol, you talk about the wild card. I mean, you do have the option of leaving it on or off the wheel. I understand if you don't want to divulge oh, the information oh, because <laughs> because your opponent is right here. <laughs> <laughs> but have you uh, made a decision on what to do with the wheel? Leave it on or leave it off? Or you're going to leave us all in suspense? A lady never reveals their secrets. Well, Sorry that's what I kind of figured, but I had to ask. <laughs> Um, but you we can tell see. us what slices you are asking to have on the right? Oh, yeah. That that I'm willing to dish, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Sam, now, you talk about so not it. wanting to embarrass yourself, which I, I love a humble king. We all love a humble king. Good to hear it. Good to see it. But uh, in in reality, like I do think it is really dope that you got the first win under your belt. And now it's like, Truthfully, if you lose to someone like Marisol or Barbarian, it's like there's no nothing that anyone can say bad about that because those are two of the best players in the league right now. But yeah. I know that there's a lot of half of the game is the mindset. And what what is your mindset now that that first match you won? What happens? Like, are you thinking about what the results would be? Does it matter? Will it shape shift your future after this match? Um. When I'm thinking about it like that, um, I'll, I'll say this. When I played against Barbarian, that was the first time I ever went perfect in round one. Um, right. So in, right. the, in the old era, I could never put eight straight correct answers together. I came close a couple times, had a couple of seven out of eights. And what destroyed me was I knew that I knew the answer to the one that I missed, but I just ran out of time or, you know, got it wrong by, you know, a, a, a little bit. Um so when I did that against him, I thought, all right, good for you, but there's still more game to play. And I, so I didn't want to focus on it. I wanted to just keep playing the rest of the game. And obviously the match went down the way it did. And, um, you know, I, I didn't miss any questions. I only had to go to multiple choice once and I felt great about it. But in the same way that I wouldn't let that perfect round one let me feel overconfident about the rest of the game to still be played. I cannot look at that match against Barbarian and go, oh, all right, I'm fine. I got this. I'm ready to go. Not to take anything away from Barbarian. This is Marisol McKee. Yeah. She is a total elite player. Like you, she, you cannot rattle off the names of the best players to ever play in the game without including her name now fact so i i i will not allow myself to be like oh yeah i'm great i'm confident i can do this i can do anything no my level this entire season will be hey, if i don't embarrass myself it was a good nah. game now and that's it that's, that's it. all i'll be aiming for <laughs> i owe no one anything beyond that 
So you're right. <laughs> See, this is exactly the kind of humility I know he's thinking will disarm me when we play. <laughs> you say humility, I say lowering the bar on expectations <laughs> for the internet trolls. Under promise, over deliver. Is that, is that... Uh, Sam, you know, last season you saw Marisol up close and personal take down your former faction mate and Ethan Irwin. Um, you may not have been actively playing in that match, but you were right there behind both of them watching every round go by and Marisol ultimately lifting up that, that, that belt. Does that experience um, feed into any of your preparation in terms of how you, how you possibly played against Marisol in your mind in that match and then going into this match? I mean, there are, she has uh, well several well-known strengths, so my assumption is that I would probably be doing myself a favor by brushing up on some of those ones that I'm less familiar with. But beyond that, there's no strategy against Marisol other than I have to play the best possible game I'm able to play that day and hope that I get a little bit lucky. Um, there are players in the game who, and I'm not talking about us, just any, any two players. If you take player A and player B, if you've been watching the league long enough, if you know how certain players play, you can sort of tell by looking at a matchup going, okay, well, for this person to win, they're going to need to get lucky. Or for this person to lose, they're going to need to get unlucky. Mm-hmm. A subtle but important difference. Um, so that sort of thing happens, spinner's choice, opponent's choice, picking your weakest category as your five pointer, you know, on a random number that that's the kind of good luck, bad luck thing that I think, you know, can, can take an otherwise even match on paper and skew it one way or the other. So I'll tell you right here and now for me at this point to have any chance against Marisol, I'm going to need to get lucky. And she will need to be unlucky. And it's that simple. And I'm fine calling it out like that because I've always known the kind of player I am. So I will rub a uh, a rabbit's foot and uh, sneak a clover into my pocket. I will do whatever I can for a little bit of good luck. Right there. Um, let me ask you this, Marisol. I mean, I'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about what we did see between yourself, um, Adam Collins, and, of course, Shannon Barney. Um, Adam Collins finding other managerial services, and it seemed like you and and Shannon took took that pretty hard. Shannon especially. Yeah, I, I yeah, it was it's it was a it was a sad day in the corruption has, household. Uh, I will say that. Um, you know, Adam, Adam and I, as you know, have a have a close partnership, um, and. And I know there's been a lot of changes. I know Shana was getting ready for the season and 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 we're just trying to think we got a little lost in communication. I wanted to make sure that that we could get everybody on the same page. But alas, I was a little too late in that regard. Um, and before I know it, our coyote got swept out from under us. So here we are. Does does that situation, you know, deter your focus or does it realign you to say, Hey, look, I have this big match against Sam or is the Adam Collins thing 
a bit of a distraction at this point. I mean, it might be bad timing, but are you still processing that in, in, a, in a way that could interfere with your preparation? I One thing that I am good about is compartmentalizing um, and and channeling, channeling, uh, channeling frustration and, and loss um, into, into motivation. Um, and that's, that's, I can't say that I'm a hundred percent there, but I, I will be, I will be by the time this match comes. And, and that's, that's my process right now. Um, so to not let, to not let, um, to not let the low points or, or the dark times cast too much of a shadow. Marisol, on that point, Sam is manager less right now and you have Shannon and I, I really love your y'all's relationship. It's really special to watch. What is she telling you before this match? What's the conversations y'all are having? Shannon has been, Shannon has been integral to, to, to my development from day one as a player. And it's only in ways it's only, it's, she's only, become more essential to, to my success. Um, especially in the ring, I'm really excited to to be there in person. Nothing was better. She was already fantastic um, when we were doing digital matches, but when I started doing the live matches last year and and she was she was in my ear by my side, um, um, in the zone with me um, through those live matches last year, um, I I can't wait for that that energy it just went to another level. Um, and she is, she is directly, she directly contributes to my success in my matches. I, I can't emphasize that enough. So I'm going to be really proud, uh, to have her by my side for, for go my next defense. Um, and I don't know, that's all I could really say about that for now. It's, it's only gotten better. I know, I know, uh, I'm going through the Rocky patch like I said, right now, but I compartmentalize and, and she keeps me focused. If there's one thing the queen does and never fails to do is keep me focused. Absolutely. she's That's why she's the manager of the year twice in a row. And for our audio listeners, she actually knocked on wood right there. If you wondered what that sound was. <laughs> um, everybody knows. Um, if, if no one else has a, a question, I do have one last thing for Sam. Uh, Steph, did you have anything final? No? Okay. Is it my turn? It's love uh, y'all. Sam, you are a trivia master, of course. You you put that on exhibition uh, with the Barbarian. You are a man that can answer almost any question that's ever been thrown at him. So I ask you this, Sam Levine. What is your favorite book on the shelf behind you? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Because this is going to give me an opportunity to talk to you all about the King James Bible. <laughs> I can't tell you the... I'm sorry. Uh, I... My favorite book, uh, it's not on the shelf. Of course, it's on my book stand. And it's the book that has gotten me through the darkest days of my life. Everybody poops. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yes, yes, yes. And, and like a true Truer words, words, never spoken. Well, At the end uh, of the day, we're all just skin and bones and everybody poops. That's 100% correct. But think. one of you, one of you will be the champion at the end of our event next Friday here at the Movie Trivia Schmodown, will the champion defend or will Sam Levine climb to the mountaintop once again? We will be waiting in suspense. And good luck to you both. And thank you for joining us here on the Schmodown Rundown. Well, there you had it. There you have it. There you have it. Frank Janish, 
Um, we heard from the challenger and the champion. Do you want to lay a prediction out? Do you want to do that? Okay, yeah. Go for it. Honestly, and the only reason I want to make this prediction is because of how Sam Levine played huh. uh, in against, against Barbarian. Yes. You know, as I said before, he didn't miss a question, right? He missed out on one available point. It is extremely difficult to replicate that performance twice in a row. Mm. Extremely difficult. Bro, and yes. it's going to take a near perfect, if not a perfect match, to beat the reigning defending champion, Marisol McKee. You're right. And even before this match, I was, you know, thinking of, you know, whether Marisol plays Barbarian or Sam Levine, you know, I'm still going to pick Marisol over both of them. Wow. And thank God Sam played a near perfect game because this does make my decision a lot easier. Um, because I, I, I don't see Sam playing a perfect game in back-to-back matches. No way. I, and Marisol, she's getting stronger and stronger in these in these championship matches, in these title matches. There's, sure. I have no reason to believe otherwise that she won't replicate what she's been doing in these these five-round matches, uh, what she'll do against Sam Levine. I think she will. I think she'll get that record-setting, record-breaking fourth defense against Sam Levine. Um, she is an absolute powerhouse. It would have to take. I think Sam actually said it best. You know, someone's going to have to get unlucky, and someone's going to have to get lucky in, in in certain regards to win this match. Because while I do have a lot of uh, confidence that Sam's going to play great, I, I still think Marisol has been in this groove. And yeah, the layoff's been a little longer than past seasons, but I still think. I mean, just listen to Marisol in that that interview. Uh, you know, she's fired up, she's ready to go, and she's she embraces the challenge. You know, and you look at and you listen to Sam, and he's just like, I just don't want to look like an idiot. Marisol is embracing the situation, embracing the environment, and I think that goes a long way in terms of championship mentality. Here's the thing: I've seen, as have you. All the great players come into this game. Great players leave leave this game. Win championships, lose championships, go on amazing and incredible runs. I mean, you think about Dan Merle, you think about Sam Levine, you think about Paulo Yama. Marisol McKee is, without a doubt, at the very top of the list of one of the most impressive runs yes. I've ever seen in this game. Now, part of me, that inspires confidence in me picking her to win this match. But also, you're a numbers guy. I'm somebody who likes to frequent Las Vegas, Nevada. And one thing I've learned about Vegas is the odds are always in favor of the house, right? And you as a player, if you play long enough, eventually you will be right back to where you started from and you'll lose the thing that is most important to you which is, in Vegas, your money, right? Right. Um, in this case, I just wonder how long can Marisol defy the odds? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I wonder. I'm still picking her. I'm yeah. never, I am never going, I'm saying this right now, I will never bet against Marisol McKee. She could be in a two-on-one handicap match between Dan Merle and freaking Sam Levine. 
next week for all I care. I'm still <laughs> picking. I know it's foolish, but I'm still picking Marisol McKee. Um, we'll just see what has to happen, Frank. We will see what happens. Yeah. But you know what? It's all going to come down to the numbers. It's just trippy. It's so trippy. It's all going to come down to the numbers, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually it does, you know. Um, why don't you let the people know? Do you have anything else you want to add or can we are we going to put a bow on this bad boy? I think uh we can put a bow. I mean, oh, next week, look. Right, pay-per-view. Big event, obviously. We talked about it, Sam Levine, Marisol McKee. Right. Yeah. But yeah. The undercard, we know the undercard. What is it, Frank? William the Beast. Bibiani is taking on the Cobra, Chance Allison. Ooh. So once again, it's a it's more of a, a, a corruption event. You know, they're on they're playing in both matches there, obviously. Chance, Marisol. Um and but Bibbs and and Chance, that's a rematch. That's a it rematch is. from uh, their tournament uh battle uh, a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago, and now they're squaring off once again here. Um once again. It's going to be interesting. I mean, look, and, and Chance has come up against Bibbs quite a few times, right, in sing, well, singles and teams. So there is a bit of a history there. Can Chance get the dub over the Beast to start off uh, his year on the right foot, you know, trying to go after a title when he just narrowly missed it from his faction mate, Marisol McKee? Um, time will tell. But I think that's going to be a great – that's a great undercard. Uh, I'm so excited. And, again, if you're not – on the Patreon, that's how you're gonna. That's how you can get this pay-per-view event. Uh, it will be released later next week, uh, the mm-hmm. week after it airs. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how. I mean, look, find some some pop bottles and cans, scrunch scrunch together a, a few dollars, you know, cash it in, sign up for that Patreon, and and, and watch this title match, Sam Levine, Marisol McKee. I mean, it's it's a meeting of old school, new school, right? I mean, this doesn't get any more. Yeah, it's so like how I if you can do it if you have the means, it is so choice. I highly recommend it. I I highly recommend it as well. We're I'm looking forward to discussing it next week, Frank Janish. Um, I also wanted to read a quote from somebody in the movie trivia showdown, and I just want to get your reaction to this quote here. After reading his first book about Back to the Future, and then this one about Bond. I realize Brad Gilmore is quickly becoming the pop culture pundit of the 2020s. His immense knowledge of 007 has left me shaken, not stirred. That is from Chris Jericho. Um, so, and that is printed on the inside cover of this book, Bond James Bond, Spoiling the Shaken Shirt of History of Ian Fleming's 007 by myself and Mr. Mike Kalinowski. We have a companion podcast available too called Bond James Bond with Brad Gilmore and Mike Kalinowski. I recommend you go out there and check it. Also, on my podcast, The Collection with Brad Gilmore this week, I talked to Steve-O. Yeah, dude. What do you got, Nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what do I got? Well, uh, I I watched Coda. <laughs> How was it? It was I like, It was a really great story. I liked the movie a lot. Um, sweet story. It's a good movie. I do recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Um and then I plan on watching Drive My Car later. So, yeah. Just so, real quick, yeah. real quick. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the Batman? Dude, loved it. I I was I forget who was telling. The more I think about it, the more I actually love that movie. 
And by the way, it goes into the score just on its own. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. One of my favorite scores in recent memory. Well, two words. It. You already know what they are. What are the two words I'm going to say about this movie? Really, three words. Three words. Oh, see, now you're changing the parameters. I don't know. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, brother. Brother. That's two words. <laughs> brother. brother. And Colin Farrell. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sure. Ellen Law. Um, anyway, this is the Schmodown. <laughs> very good. Yeah. This yeah. is the Schmodown rundown. He is Frank Janish. You can find him at social media, at social media, at FrankieJ29. You can find Steph Sabra at Steph Sabra on all socials and me at Brad Gilmore. Until next week, this is the only show that matters. And, you know, tune in again. Ellen Law. That's All my right. favorite. That was my favorite thing. That was really movie. great. That was really great. Oh, it's supposed to be two the two great detectives. <laughs> you don't you don't even know the difference between Ellen Law. He was my favorite character in that whole movie, dude. He crushed his. He was great. He was He's great. so good. I I liked everybody in that movie. To tell you the truth, I think I think it was all great. I mean, John Turturro. Oh, Josh Torres, phenomenal. So Zoe Kravitz was phenomenal. Him. Paul Dano was phenomenal. Um, that was great. I thought he was really good as he was ben, good. Bruce Wayne. He's not my favorite. I don't. Know, I, I I I liked this iteration of Batman. I, think, I liked it. No, I didn't. So, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.